What's up, Spurs fans? Sorry for the little five-minute delay there. I was actually trying to, like, upgrade the stream to, I don't know what I was going to do, but, oh, oh, to record it. But, you know, we'll still get the audio out for you guys. So there's there's other ways. We have our ways into, to get the little restream logo out of there, and we're going to start maybe trying to add some add some graphics and stuff but uh it's jude it's ethan thank you guys so much for being here i know a couple of you guys were waiting let me see we'll pull up the chat now if y'all want to ask questions throughout this go for it um but yeah i mean we're mainly going to be talking about the two draft picks that the spurs made last night and ethan i have to say that you kind of called it there were a couple yeah. episodes ago i forget when it was but you were like Here's what the Spurs are going to do. They're not going to trade anybody. There's going to be all these rumors. They're going to end up doing nothing. And then they're going to draft somebody that we've never heard of. And that's exactly what happened in the first round. So, Ethan, um, I have some things written down, but since I just took up all the time talking to start this thing, I'm going to swing it to you. You were at work. I texted you. I mean, what was your reaction? What were your thoughts on this Josh Primo pick to start? I'm not going to lie, Jude. I was at work, and I had my phone in my pocket on the draft, so I would pull it out literally every 20 seconds to see. And the Spurs were picking, so I kept it out, and I'm like hiding from my manager watching my seat, my uh, my phone, and I saw Primo, and I was like, no idea who that is. What position does he play? And I saw a G for guard, and I was like, well, okay. <laughs> I was like, I've, I've never heard of this name. I, I don't, granted, I don't follow college basketball. So for people that actually watch college basketball religiously, maybe Joshua Primo was a name that you were familiar with. I had no idea who he was. And then you texted me a little bit about him, like a very brief scouting report saying that he's a guy that averaged eight and four. He was a good shooter and a six, five guy that could maybe play the two or the one, maybe even the three. I don't know what the Spurs have planned for him. Um, and I told you this, it's my initial reaction. I'm not mad. I'm just a little disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good that's a good way to describe it, I feel like. All right, so I'll give you my thoughts on kind of this whole thing. Cause I wrote down a lot of notes about this, and I have a couple things that like I want to go through. I want to talk about Joe Weiskamp a little bit later too. Mm-hmm. But then if you're down with it, I literally like wrote down like every player that we have at every position now at our roster to just kind of let everybody know, um, you know, where we're at going into free agency, right? We did those positional breakdowns. Now we have the draft picks. So it's like now the roster is even more set and we we know more. And that's kind of like the first thing that I want to say to all the Spurs fans, despite all of like the, the, the disappointment, everything that you feel, you know, after last night, where we know like more about the team, whether we like it or not, the good news is we know more about Brian Wright and where they're going with the franchise and what they're at least trying to do this next season, right? Another thing to remember, Brian Wright is a first-time GM. He could mess up. He could make mistakes. He could not be that good. This is a possibility. I know the Spurs and Greg Popovich and R.C. Buford have been fantastic for a very long time, but let me tell you a little story as an LSU fan. Whenever you reach the top and you think you're the best, sometimes you get complacent and just hired numb nuts it literally happened a year after lsu had the greatest season of all time and i know that like lsu and the spurs aren't necessarily the same comparable thing but all i'm saying is that like the spurs have been so good for so long and now rc is moving into the ceo role right and then they maybe they just oh we'll just hire brian Wright because i was looking at his background and i've never looked into it before all he was was like an assistant with the pistons and the magic which aren't two very good franchises 
with all of that being said, I'm not going to freak out everybody. Let Brian Wright still may be a good GM. This isn't me saying not, but I'm just saying that he's a first-time GM. That's something that we need to remember, yeah. too. It's very obvious that the Spurs are playing small ball with these two picks. They're committing to it. Whether I like it or not, whether Ethan likes it or not, most likely they're playing a little bit more small ball. But mm-hmm. also, that might be counter... like that, that also might not be true. That might be proven wrong. Because Brian Wright came out yesterday in an interview, because he had a big interview, there were a lot of quotes that came out, and it was talking about how the Spurs are also planning to go after bigs in free agency. So they are addressing that need, and they're still planning to, but it's just not through the draft like we expected. And I do want to say this. I'm going to play devil's advocate here for Mm -hmm. a second. You could be very much right, Jude, and I thought about that too. We got to the highest point for 20-something years, and we just don't – maybe we did hire someone that doesn't know what they're talking about, and this could be a mistake. Or – who knows? We may be just kind of another diamond, and we're all really skeptical right now. And I know we all wanted that big splash player, including me, someone who could come in and contribute immediately on the team. And it looks like, as far as like what you said about the interview and some quotes coming out, that he's probably going to play in the G League, our lottery pick in the G League, something yeah. that first fans really aren't excited about. He could become something special. He is a great shooter. He's, a, he's only 18 years old, the youngest player in the draft. He has a lot of potential. Something that Brian Wright was saying was that he was only 18, and how he played in the combine especially showed him you know, that he was ready to play against grown men and only had you – know, he can only go up from here. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's not even close to the player that he could potentially become. So we have that to hopefully look forward to. Maybe Josh Primo is someone that we can – you know. He's not going to be our star player, in my opinion, but he's a piece that could prove extremely valuable in the future. So I'm not even ready to put put a ceiling on this kid. I know that I mm-hmm. just kind of went on that whole rant, but I didn't even get to go to my Josh Primo things. Okay, let me say this. I immediately tweeted, if some of y'all follow me on Twitter, shout, shout out to follow us on Twitter. I'm going to put a graphic up later with our ads. But the thing is, is that when I watch this kid's tape, Ethan, despite all of the, like, Take the Spurs out of it and just watch his tape. I, I don't mm-hmm. see anything that I dislike. I watched it, of course, immediately. I was with some friends who were all Spurs fans last night. We immediately put highlights on the TV, and we were just like, all right, well, let's see what this kid is. And there's nothing to hate. There's a lot of stuff, you know, with obviously the structuring of the team and feeling like, you know, Kai Jones or Alperin Sengun or, you know, even Moses Moody or a Trey Mann might have been a better pick. You know, maybe we could have just waited until the 42nd, you know, or 40, 41st pick and still got this kid in the second round and got somebody, you know, like a Kai Jones. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I mean, there's all that speculation. Or trade and we, back even. And, and we see you guys in the chat, too. We appreciate it. We're going to get mm-hmm. to it. We're just we're just breaking this down right now. But talking about Josh Primo, he's a shooter. He's a knockdown shooter. I I know he's 38%. Some people might be like, oh, that's not the greatest. Look, if you look at his just his shot, like his stroke, it's you can tell that he's a pure shooter. And that's a need. He's 6'6", 200 pounds. And Brian Wright, for the criticism I was just giving him, there's another attribute that he also added. He was basically a high school freshman starting in the SEC. High school senior. Or a high school senior, yeah, not freshman. <laughs> a high school senior, my bad. Um, high school senior starting in the SEC um, on Alabama, who won the SEC this year. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. So the like, yeah, wasn't the best player on the team, but still 18. He has the potential to be great defensively. He's six six eleven wingspan. He, 
He's 6'6", 200 pounds, and once again, he's 18. He can grow still. He's yeah. got seven years of growth left. And just being the youngest player in the draft, remember how I had this little idea, Ethan, where it was more about like Keon Johnson or Moses Moody, and how I was talking about how maybe the Spurs were going to draft a guard to fill Lonnie's spot after this season because he's on the end of his contract this year. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that's what this pick was, but that could very well end up being what happens. If they decide to let Lonnie Walker go after this season, we could be seeing Josh Primo playing as the backup two guard as early as next year after he develops in Austin this entire year. That Mm -hmm. could literally be what this pick is, and it's crazy. I didn't think that was going to happen. I kind of was like, this could be a possibility if they wanted to be really weird, and then now we're doing it. But I think he has a ton of upside. I'm not, like, because he's so young, I'm not ready to rule out, like, I'm not ready to put a ceiling on this kid. I know that you could say that, oh, maybe he's just a 3 and D guy who's a little bit more athletic with some ball handling ability, and that'll really be all he's going to be. But with just how young he is, who knows what this kid could be? I mean, there's he could really be a player, I feel like. I mean, there's been a lot of other people that um, really liked him that were out there. Um, shout out to Through the Wire if you'll watch them on YouTube. I know they're just a bunch of, like, friends who Kenny Beecham got famous on YouTube. But, like, still – one of the guys on there was talking about how Josh Primo was like elite, like he was just a bucket. And so I don't know, this is the Spurs. You got to trust the front office, but it's also Mm -hmm. a new front office. So you got to have a little bit of, you know, like skepticism at the same time. You know, you don't want to just be like, Oh, this is just the greatest thing ever. So I don't know. I like the pick. I think I'm not ready to put a ceiling, but it, it still is a little bit disappointing. Um, Mm -hmm. and you've just gotta, and I think the thing that sucks too, is just that this kid is now going to have so much pressure on him when it seems like he's a G league project for right now, just for this year. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Jude. And speaking of just like a, a Spurs fan, not being objective or anything, the reason Spurs Twitter and everyone's kind of going a little nuts at this point is Josh Primo as much as we like him, you know, right now, as much as we're singing praises about his game, somebody says you like the pick. Shake my head. <laughs> oh, I mean, and, I mean, no, 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 no. It's okay. Everybody, look, no, I respect it. I get why people don't like this pick. There's a lot of people who would have. This dude was like projected. The highest mm-hmm. he was projected in any mock draft was 20. So basically, we're having to trust that Brian Wright thinks that this kid's a star and a lot better than everybody. We're basically having to trust that we're smarter than everybody else right now. And a lot of times, whenever it's 29 to 1, yeah. you're the wrong. So I get the concern, but also there's so much upside. And he, like, in three years, he's going to be Kelvin's age. And, like, this gives yeah. the opportunity. We're not going to win the championship this year anyway. This gives the opportunity to the young guys, which I am happy about that. That's what this pick tells me, is that we're going to play Lonnie Walker this year. Mm-hmm. It also told me, I didn't think about this until today, but he could be... Patty replacement, yeah, you know, even could be that. Even though he's six yeah. six, because he's really a, a guy that can come off some screens, play off ball, and knock down some threes. And he fills a need that the Spurs desperately needed, which was a you know three point shooter that can also play defense. Something that Patty never really was capable of doing, even though he tried very very hard. And my last point about about this pick, you know, you got to trust the front office, even though they're, even though it seems like we reached pretty pretty heavily to go get mm-hmm. this guy but they know a lot more about basketball than we do 
at the end of the day, they probably saw something that we just haven't seen. And that's the other thing. We're not in those workouts. We're not exactly. in those draft meetings. We're not at the combine seeing what he's doing in three on threes, which is apparently what really impressed them. It was like basically they thought he was a shot up spot up shooter, and apparently he was just a crazy playmaker at the draft. And the Spurs GMs weren't the only GMs that were blown away by him at the combine. Mm-hmm. And easy. Trey Jones is supposed to be Pat's replacement. Yes, as far as like being a point guard off the bench, I'm looking at the comments. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about just like a guy that can come off the ball and, and and shoot is what I mean. As far as the role, not necessarily the position. You're right. Trey Jones should be our backup point guard, at least next year. Yeah. And another thing, shout out to ML Miles One and Eric Bessina. They they made some great points. He can be great, dot 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 in three years. Yeah. <laughs> and we've been we have been spoiled. And ML Miles one also says stash Primo for two years and get him ready to be the guy behind DJ and Derek. I'm not mad at that. I you know, I think he can the cool thing is with Josh Primo is even though we already have like four of these, is actually I don't know if we have like four of these, but I think y'all get what I'm saying. He can play the one through three. He really can play one through three, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So we- we went, we went versatility and shooting this draft. Which, which is exactly what Brian Wright said in his, yeah. yeah. So, any final thoughts on Josh? Just give him time, Spurs fans. Yeah. Give him time. I know we're upset. We wanted someone that could contribute, you know, tomorrow. But just give him time. Yeah, one more thing on him. His number one preferred destination was the Spurs. He said he wasn't expecting to go 12, but he said he was really happy that it was San Antonio. So, he wants to be here. That's going to be huge. Meanwhile, DeJounte Murray is tweeting the yikes emoji. Um, so we're going to have to see what happens with that. I put up the Ginobili jersey. You can kind of still see DeJounte. Mm-hmm. That's because I'm not sure how long the DeJounte jersey would last. Um, but Joe Weiskamp, the Iowa Hawkeye. No, the Spurs did not draft Luka Garza, but they did draft his teammate, who's basically, in my opinion, like watching him, he's just Duncan Robinson. Yes, yeah. That's, <laughs> That's literally what I was gonna say. Does anybody, anybody in the chat, guys, do you have any other player comparison for Joe Weiskamp? We just think it's he's just literally Duncan Robinson. That's what he looks like, and maybe a little bit of a better defender, possibly. I don't know. Better rebounder. I didn't yes. realize he averaged seven boards a game this past season. That's pretty. That's pretty decent for a guy that's playing shooting guard mostly shills for the organization <laughs> well, we're just we're big fans of the team man. we're we trying wanna, to stay positive yeah we're we don't want to just trash vibes. on the team last night last night was tough for everybody yeah and wise camp can't play on ball defense yeah maybe right now hey he'll he's gonna be in austin too so maybe they can duncan robinson that. can't play on ball defense yeah. either we need we need shooters though we need yeah. shooters so we addressed shooting last night now that means that it's free agency time and it's it's big time i mean but the thing is that the big free agency class this year isn't really that impressive ethan that's true and in my opinion and y'all can disagree with me on this the bigs that are available are probably more affordable and can have a bigger impact than some of the guys that are just strictly shooters because in my opinion you have to pay more for shooters than you would for just a guy that can go snag you a few boards but yeah, Austin Spurs <laughs> taking those chips. Yeah, Ingles, Ingles is a good comp, but yeah, Ingles is a much probably a much better on ball defender. Um, yeah, and I, you got we got to remember too. This guy's a second round draft pick. I mean, I think he's pretty. I think that's pretty good value at forty. Yeah, I for think all so. of the disaster of last night, like that that this yeah. is a really good value pick. 
and yeah, they've they, done that for the past two years with Trey Jones and him. There's never been a second round draft pick where the team has been like, we got ourselves a guy that can shoot, play defense, immediately contribute. And I, that's just not what second round picks are. So for, for having the 41st pick, getting a guy again that fills a need, probably going to play, he's probably going to play three more than two, honestly, like the third string three or play mostly in the G League, which is, you know, that's definitely what's going to happen. I got you. Well, I have our roster. Ethan, do you want to hear about it? Okay. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk All about right. it. All right. So, point guard hasn't really changed. It's DeJounte and Trey Jones, and then we have an open spot that could be Patty Mills, that could be an undrafted free agent, that could be TJ McConnell. I, I don't, you know, I don't know what they're going to do right there. But those, there's an open spot there, but DJ and Trey Jones. Now it's shooting guard. Derek White, Lonnie Walker, and Josh Primo. So, obviously, we've got our starter, our backup, our G-leaguer, mm-hmm. basically. Yes. Um, at small forward, we've got Keldon, Devin, and Weisskamp. That's basically the same thing. Starter, backup, G-leaguer, right? And then this is the interesting thing, though, that I didn't realize. This is probably – I know this is, like, really in the nitty-gritty, and maybe some people don't think it's that interesting, but I did. This, to me, this move permanently moves Kieta Bates to the four. Which is weird because it's like, well, it's not weird. It's just interesting because it actually gives us depth, at, more depth at the four, which I didn't think about. And I don't mind Kieta Bates playing the four. If he's going to be our third string four and then we have Luca playing, I mean, we'll, we'll learn about Luca. We've talked about this. Even if he's horrible this year, then at least we'll know. So I'm not mad at him being the backup. And then we have that open spot um, in that power forward position. I'm really looking at Kelly Olenek. I'd like to sign him on a one-and-one. I know that sounds crazy, guys, but... I mean, like maybe we, we could throw money at John Collins, but I, I'm pretty convinced that he's going to stay in Atlanta um, regardless. It seems like Atlanta is going to give him $25 million. They're, they're going to give him enough to where he'll stay. So we'll have to see there. But Luca and Keita Bates, Diop at the four, and I thought about Keita Bates, and I liked him at the three, but I don't mind him at the four either. He's 6'8", 230, so it's not like we have Kelvin out there. Like that's a lot better, you know, and he can shoot and stretch the floor too. And then at the center position, it's still Jakob and Drew with an open spot. And I think that's another place where we might sign somebody to be a starter um, or mm-hmm. a backup. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Jakob's going to start. It really all depends on we, who we sign. But I think that Drew Eubanks minutes might be being taken as the main takeaway. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, overall, the roster, I don't know what any of us expected, but it's you know, fighting for that play-in tournament range still, probably, if that. Um, I saw a comment, we could probably get a capable big in the free agency. Definitely true. Yeah. And a com- one of the first comments that we didn't address, because uh, we were kind of still yeah. recapping everything, was that um, this might open up, you know, the trade scenario that we've been discussing for a couple weeks, and most of Spurs Twitter has, with getting rid of either DJ or Derek or, you know, something like that and trying yes. to bring in like a backup or a starting four, maybe another pick next year or something. I don't know what's going to happen. With and that. with yeah. DJ being just, DJ is just letting it fly. He doesn't care. So it seems like he might know that he's out of there. I don't know. Maybe not. But that tweet again last night just makes me feel a little bit more like DJ's like, I, I'm getting traded. So I'm going to say whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> it could be yeah so i don't know that could be false it might just be that dj was just like 
I don't know. Maybe he was just trolling. Maybe he was literally just doing that just to mess with us. Because apparently there was a there was actually an Instagram comment from DJ Today where he was like, y'all be making wild stuff up on the internet. I didn't even say anybody's name. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So maybe he, maybe he really is just being trolled Ajante. Because he posts, like I've talked about this multiple times in the show, he posts just crazy stuff on 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 twitter snapchat anything so it's not really that out of the ordinary but enough about enough about DeJounte's crazy post we'll just have we'll know when he's if there's a trade but mm-hmm. ethan what just how do you feel about the targeting bigs in free agency thing uh i'm good with it as long as we don't spend too much money i mean like you said john Collins. i don't think we really can but i yeah, think we, we might yeah. go after laurie I think that that is a way more of a possibility yeah. now with this. This that feels like a Brian Wright move after what happened last night. Yeah, Miles won. Drew might be a surprise this year. I hope you're right. You everyone who watches so this too, channel. Man. I love Drew Eubanks. I think he's you know to stay off social media. <laughs> yeah, he probably does. He probably does. We all do a little constantly. bit. Yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's not that many like. There's not many shiny, you know, names that I can bring out in free agency and say, oh, we're going to go get this guy. He's going to turn our team around. You mentioned Kelly Olenek. I like that pickup. I hope he doesn't demand too much money because he kind of played very well in Houston. And a lot of people say, you know, that's empty calories, but empty calories still get a guy at bag. Like, that's just how the NBA works. Um, but I, I, I'm open to getting him. There's still that rumor about Kelly Oubre Jr. He can play the three or the four. I like him better at the form. He had some interest in the Spurs, apparently. Don't yeah. know where that's going. A lot of this is just speculation, too. Yes. None of this could happen, or all of this could happen. We have no idea, because everyone that's the Spurs media guy or on YouTube or on Twitter thought we were going to go get Kai Jones or something, and everybody it didn't happen. Like, all these different channels that we've been learning about since we've got on and, you know, SSPN and all that stuff, like, everybody had everybody but Josh Primo. like that was the predictions it was like not josh primo (laughs) and that's Mm -hmm. who the spurs picked and and ethan you you called it man you you called it that's that's all i have to say i was hoping i would be wrong (laughs) but i did call it i did call it uh nate Nate renfro called being called up yeah i like that too i like i like i watched a lot of the austin spurs Last Who's season. the the Kelly guy, the Josh Kelly guy? Oh, uh, it's not Josh Kelly. It's uh, is it Josh Kelly? I know exactly who you're State. talking about. He yes, played, Tyler Kelly. Yeah. Tyler Kelly. Yeah, he, he's an older guy. One of those guys that because he stayed in college so long, he you know kind of fell through, and we picked him up, put him on the Austin Spurs. Uh, I watched him play too. I liked him a lot. I just like that he's seven feet. Yeah, he's a seven footer. <laughs> I just like he, that. <laughs> and he he doesn't seem to be. Uh, a lot of times you get a seven-footer out there, and he kind of drudges his feet along and can't really move very fast. He didn't seem like one of those guys either. He's not you know, a super athlete like a Kai Jones, but could he be called up, maybe be a backup five, like a third-string five? Yeah. I mean, depending on if we don't get anybody from free agency, he's definitely capable there. I like what uh, – I lost the comment. Trevor Schultz said – where was it? If we don't spend money on a big, who are we saving it for? Yeah, that's a he's good right. Point. He's right. We said that about I think on our free agency podcast. I, I think we were talking about throwing yeah. the bag at John Collins, and people were saying, "No, don't overpay for him because he's not that good or whatever." And I, my argument was, you know, no one else 
is going to come here. That's a superstar. Yeah. <laughs> as much as Spurs fans love San Antonio Spurs, it's not a golden market for big names, unfortunately. So we need yeah. to build a team first and hope that we draft a superstar like a Tim Duncan or, you know, someone decides that they want to come here eventually if we get a good enough core. Yeah. Eric Pacina earlier said that same point, Ethan. He said, I love San Antonio, but free agents don't without extra money. That's a fact. Basically, unless we draft them and like groom mm-hmm. them to love here, like like a potential Keldon Johnson, like yeah. I think like that's really our main way, like like Tim Duncan and David Robinson. I mean, that's our main way of grooming superstar players. It's drafting superstars. And, yeah. You know, it's not free agents. So this Josh Primo, man, I mean, I don't know. The thing is, I feel so bad for this kid again. I know I heard yeah. this earlier, but like Brian Wright has put him in the position to where if he doesn't work out, like it's not this kid's fault that he got picked at 12. And if he ends up not being good, that's on Brian Wright. You know what I mean? Like, and now this kid's going to probably get like a bunch of mentions. If he's ever bad, this kid is going to get crucified in his comments. And it's all because of Brian Wright. <laughs> and I saw on Twitter last yeah. night too, that a bunch of people were calling him Brian wrong. Ooh. <laughs> too soon. So but I mean, yeah, and it could be. I've been thinking about this a lot, Jude, because it's the only thing that's been on my yeah. mind for pretty much 24 hours. And <laughs> Primo, Brian Wright could have thought to himself, you know what? We're not going to get a superstar. We're not going to get a, a star or anyone that's going to really contribute that much at 12, no matter what. So let's go yeah. get a guy that can eventually be a really solid piece. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's the only silver lining I have with Josh Primo and he seems like a great kid. I've watched all of his interviews. I've, He's got to be Giannis trajectory. That's literally what this pick is. <sighs> I don't want to put that much pressure on this kid, bro. I know. I know. And, but think about it. I mean, we did the same thing with Samadich. So like, yeah, maybe we're just Samadich. drafting a bunch of projects and we're just hoping that we're just going to be great in 2029. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently. And you know Maybe what? We're going to have a super team in 2028. <laughs> the Spurs, we've talked about this before too. When's the last time they've drafted someone and we've been like, I love that name. That kid's, you know, got all this hype around him. He's going to be something mm-hmm. special. You know, when's the last time that's happened? The only thing I can remember is maybe Keldon Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like he was the only player in the last maybe five years that I've been like, I know that guy. I know Keldon. Mm-hmm. That's a name I actually am familiar with. So I'm not surprised that we went and got us a Josh Primo. Uh, would you – would love Jared Allen, but does he have a mid-range? I don't think Jared Allen has a mid-range. It's getting – he has a B-minus rating in 2K, but – so I guess it's getting a little <laughs> – We're going to judge everything on yeah, 2K. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let's be I honest. Know, they guys. wouldn't give him that rating unless it's not kind of there. The reason we don't like Primo is because he wasn't in the downloadable draft class. because classes. I never... Yeah, yeah, I never drafted him in 2K. That's why he's bad. <laughs> I drafted Kelvin Johnson. I knew who he was. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're right, Easy. You're right. I can't, I can't disagree with you, my man. But... <laughs> this was a lottery pick. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah, good. He's, he's not wrong, but I'm just trying to be hopeful, my man. The H-E-B Primo Picks commercial. <laughs> yeah, he's right, yes. Trevor. Trevor, you are right. He's They're going to have a field day. He's going to fit in great with his NSA just because it's his last name. If the Cavs it was don't fully match- for marketing. That was why we picked him. 
If the Cavs don't match Jared Allen, Eric, I would absolutely love him on our team. Jude is a big uh, fan of Jared Allen. I like Jared Allen. Yeah, I would 100% be down to have him. Yes, bring Boban back. I would love for Boban to be – I wouldn't mind playing Boban. And also, see a 47 of y'all in here. Shout out to y'all for coming to the live stream today. We appreciate it. This is our first time. If y'all want us to do this, like, more for every episode, Ethan, honestly – we, we can just go live. We can still upload it as a podcast. Um, I'm, I'm down, down to do that. Yeah. Cam Capone, <laughs> I'm with you, my man. Wembayama or whatever, <laughs> however you pronounce his last name. I'm there for that. Uh, you know, the Spurs would probably, you know, not pick him, <laughs> but I'm there for that. If eventually, I, a lot of people that aren't Spurs fans tell me that all the time. Do you get this too? Like, you guys are just going to get Chet Holmgren or Wembayama. Like, just, you know. <laughs> Wait for those guys, and it's like, I don't even know. Or probably wouldn't even pick them. Yeah, honestly. honestly if Amani Bates was staring right in front of us, we'd pick yeah. Josh Primo. <laughs> Why Jared Allen? Is he better than Jakob? I think he's better than Jakob, only because he's more athletic and he's got better hands. Otherwise, they're pretty much the same kind of player. You think, Jude, right? Low post presence, camera. Yeah. Really- I think that Jared Allen's just been a little bit more productive and been able to hang a little bit more physically with some of these guys. Um, <laughs> Come on, uh, easy, keep it, keep it, keep it clean, my man. We're all Spurs fans. <laughs> You're a cornball. <laughs> keep it clean. He's, I mean, he's asking an honest question there. Hey, hey we got some. We we had it, guys earlier. We had a comment recently where somebody got mad at us. They were just like, "You <laughs> hypocrite kids." Why are you on here? Looks like I'm not subscribing. And yeah. I was just like, damn. <laughs> like, we literally in our channel trailer say that we're just kids Spurs fans, bro. Yeah. I mean, literally, so, like, I don't are. know what else you were expecting. <laughs> yeah. We're not ESPN. We're SSPN. We're just trying to, you know, we're doing our best with analysis, but, you know, we're not, you know, freaking, it's not like we're studying this all the time, you know, we're, yeah. we're working through this. We're trying our best. We pay attention to the Spurs, but. Why pay two times more for that? I'm assuming you're talking about Jared Allen over Jakob. Uh, why would you pay twice as much for Jakob? I don't think we pay twice as much for a, a Jared Allen, but well, no, no, we pay more than probably twice as much because right now Jakob's about eight million, and Jared Allen would be around twenty three million probably. Um, so yeah. it would literally just be for him to be our Rudy Gobert. He's just he's just a little bit better defensively he's and like Jakob's already pretty up there defensively I know that mm-hmm. sounds kind of crazy but that's he's pretty good um whenever it just comes yeah. to paint stuff so I don't know he's just he's just better yeah I don't so. want to over <laughs> I don't want to overstate how good I think Jared Allen is because I, I a lot of people do that where they just fall in love with another person because they're not on their team yeah um, but he's better than Jakob Pearl. yeah yeah, I mean that's that's all I can. Yeah, he he is better than Yanka Pearl. He is more athletic. He can defend on the perimeter slightly better. He's gonna get lobs. He's got more, way and, better hands. Yeah, like you said, or like I said earlier too, just that like being able to hang physically with like a Bam Adebayo or somebody that like Yanka would get thrust, you know, like out of bounds by, yeah. like is is just a big a big thing. But Eric Piscina, so is Demar staying after that failed trade? I think that. Probably not. I think I don't know if you saw Club Shay Shay. Uh, that's Shannon Sharp's did, yeah. podcast, and Demar was on there, and Demar was like, "Yeah, I care about 
winning a championship more than money now. So I wouldn't be surprised if that man signs a minimum with the Los Angeles Lakers. And I'm dead serious about that. Um, because I think that he's definitely out of here. He's not coming back because we're not contending for a championship next year. If last night told you anything. So yeah. that means that he is out of there, but maybe we can get us another sign and trade. Um, Brian Wright said that he looks forward to talking with DeMar. If Brian Wright is going into that thinking that we have a shot of signing him, then he is just completely incompetent, in my opinion, um, yeah. and is just unaware and blind. But I don't think that's what it is. I think what he was alluding to was that they're going to be they're going to discuss other sign and trades. Um, mm-hmm. So that I think that I think that DeMar likes the Spurs and the Spurs like DeMar and they both realize that we're going our separate ways and we're and DeMar's trying to help us out by allowing us to get something out of him, which I freaking love him for. So hopefully they have a good conversation and we can get just, you know, some other pieces out of DeMar. Like if we could Mm -hmm. just get a solid role playing big, even instead out of that, instead of having to go to free agency, or we can get that and still have money to spend more in free agency if we really want to just have more depth because we have so much money. We have that option too. So hopefully we can get something out of that sign and trade with DeMar. That would be pretty solid. That'd be nice if we could get a good piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, my man wanted to compare Jacobs and Jared's stats. I pulled it up. Uh, Jared Allen this past season averaged 13 points. He averaged 10 rebounds. And he shot, what was the percentage? 61% from the field. I'm only going to do those three stats. Uh, you can pull it up on ESPN or whatever if you want to. And Jakob averaged nine points, eight boards on – what was his percentage? Wow, this – oh, here it is. Sorry. Just a second. Just a second. <laughs> You're patient. I thought it would be right here, and it was not. I'm so angry, Ethan. You're so I slow. People on 62% shooting from the field. So, like, a 2% better than Jared Allen. Um yeah, they're they're similar in how and they're in their approach to the game, but Jared Allen is definitely better in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just just you know I'm trying to stay as objective as possible and answer without any emotion here. But yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Minutes per game. All right, let me check this out for you, my man. Let's see minutes per game. He averaged uh, Jared Allen averaged 30 minutes a game, and my man Yak averaged 27. So three minute difference there. And I would say on in, with Cleveland, Jared Allen probably got more uh, plays called for him than Yanka Pirtle ever has. <laughs> um, I could be wrong there because I'm not up to date on my Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, gameplay. But um, that that would just be a guess. What I will say about Jared Allen is we're having this conversation, and it already seemed like there are reports coming out that he really likes Cleveland already. And now what they have, because they're going to trade Sexton. So what their big three is going to be is it's going to be Jared Allen, Evan Mobley next to him, and then Darius Garland. And honestly, that's a really solid big three because you've got your run, jump, and dunk, you know, Rudy Gobert, defensive lockdown center. And then you've got your seven-foot wing in Evan Mobley who can basically do it all at seven-foot, who you can play at the four. And then you've got Darius Garland who um, looks – I mean – not he's not Steph, but it's like a Steph Dame, you know, type of pull up ability, um, shooting wise, and he's also able to to go to the rim pretty well too. And he's about six two, two fifteen, so he's got some mm-hmm. size as well. So yeah. not to make this about the Cavs, I know this is SSPN, but unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> Jared Jared Allen has some. He he likes what they're doing there in Cleveland, and getting Evan Mobley last night only made it 
a more attractive destination. I agree with you, Jude. I agree with you. And I'm going to throw a couple names out here just for some of those people that were looking for some free agency bigs that we could potentially get. And I'm only going to bring up a couple. They're not, like I said, these names aren't going to make you jump out of your seats. Um, and you might disagree with me, but these are just guys that are, would be affordable, that could play the four or the five, that, that could potentially help out the team. I'm thinking Nerland's Noel. Uh, he could be a center for us. He played with the Knicks this past season. Just a, a hard-nosed rebounder and defender. He's not going to wow us with any offensive performances, but he can fill a role. Um, other guys, Bobby Portis. A lot of people have been talking about Bobby Portis. He might be looking for a bag, or it seems to me like he's kind of found a home in Milwaukee. I, I think so, so too. I don't know my friends were talking about that last night. Yeah, that's unfortunately like that. And then a guy whose name – did we – Used to have him on our team. I'm pretty sure we did. Jamichael J- Green. Yes, we did. Played, it was yeah, a very. I think he might have not actually played on the actual Spurs, but he definitely played on the yeah. Austin Spurs. And, and it might actually guy, been Toros then. But. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. And he's um, he's 31 years old. He wouldn't necessarily need a lot of money. He's a guy that can play the four and the five that can shoot as well. Um, go he ahead. He does do. have a player option. That's the only thing. He may accept mm. that and stay in Denver. I would want to stay in Denver. But he also yes. may understand, too, that, like, hey, I'm valued by the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it would take him away from the Spurs. But he also yeah. may have an idea like that and then may decline it, too. So he could be he could be on the market, but also don't be surprised if he isn't because Denver is a championship mm-hmm. contender. And you brought up Kelly Olenek, of course. Um, that's a name that's out there. A lot of people think we might make a trade for a Lori Markkinen, or we can maybe just get him if the Bulls decide not to match, which is likely because the Bulls have made it very clear that they don't want to involve him in their offense or their mm-hmm. future. Um, now, Lori, I like Lori. He's 24. He plays power forward. He's a 6'11 guy that can space the floor. And we've talked about it before. The only worry – um, I have with Laurie Markkinen, he's not going to get much better than what he is right now. And we're going to pay him like $24 million. We're going to pay him a lot of money, and he's not a defender. He's yeah. just not a defender. He's just bad. Yeah. He, I don't know if he's a defense. He's defense. bad on defense. Yes, yeah. he is. And I liked him a lot when he came into the league. I thought he had Me a too. lot of potential, and he was probably going to – I thought he was going to be the Bulls guy. For a while, and it just hasn't worked out for reasons I don't know, and I don't know if you know either, Jude. Probably just internal yeah. stuff. But that's a guy that we could potentially snag to share minutes with um, everyone's favorite spur, Lucas Samanich. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Well, Ethan, um, do you have any other any other? Wait, wait, wait. Actually, I have one last thing before we wrap this up. Unless you want to keep going, we can. Keep going if you want. But I know we're at about 40 minutes. It's usually about how long we go. Yeah. So let's talk about this, guys. I know this is SSPN, but we let the Warriors draft Jonathan Kuminga and Moses Moody last night. Everybody in the NBA should be ashamed of themselves. And when Bradley Beal is on their roster and they have a bunch of dudes on rookie contracts filling out their bench with potential all-star potential, this is going to be the most painful thing on the planet. And this is going to be worse than the KD Warriors. It's going to be the Warriors with an entire starting lineup of all-stars. And then their backup is the starting lineup for the G League Ignite. And the whole league is going to get attacked. And it's going to be so painful. That's what I have to say. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I do agree with my man Martin uh, Gonzalez, Rockets' biggest winners. I thought they made had a field day 
in the draft. They went and got my man Garuba, and they got oh they trolled uh, us. We're yes, gonna have to did. deal with Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., Alperin Sangoon. List goes on and on. I don't. I think they might Christian have traded Alperin Sangoon. Oh really? Yeah. OKC got Alperin Sangoon. So OKC got a good team still, too. They got Alperin in our division. Um, or are they not? No, they're in Northwest, huh? I think they're I, in Northwest. They're in Portland's division. You're right. I was wrong. Yeah. And of course, the Rockets got Josh Christopher as well. Um, and you could be right, my man. Easy. Bulls could have stunted Laurie's growth. I hope you're right. If we get him, I hope you're right, and I hope we can turn him around. We have a great history with, with international players. Maybe he's got something that I'm just not seeing. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah, but the Warriors have a solid bench, guys. That's three solid bench players. You've got Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, Kuminga, Kevon mm-hmm. Looney, and they need one more player. There's going to be somebody out there that's going to sign a minimum with them. Yep. Like – you know what I mean? Like, like you'll get my man Patty Mills. <laughs> dude, exactly. Like the the Warriors are gonna be so elite next year. Like, and you gotta understand, even if Clay is god awful on defense, he's still gonna be a sniper. So their offense is still gonna be so spaced out. Like, anyways, I could go on and on about this, but And did I not call it, Jude, on the Spurs uh versus everybody podcast that we did? We y'all were talking about the Warriors and I said I'm pretty sure they wanted to go get Bradley Beal and and you and and my man um Marshall said, I don't think they want Bradley Beal. I, I, yeah. I think it came out no, that it like, did come Raymond out. and Clay right. and Steph, they want Bradley Beal on their team. Mm-hmm. I called it. I'm making you all kinds did. of predictions this week. You did. You did. <laughs> Ethan is just on point. His accuracy rating this week is a 99 for sure. Yes, um, but anyways, thank you guys so much for coming out to the first SSPN live stream. We did a good 40 minutes. About 50 people in here. We appreciate you guys. This will be posted um, and hopefully, you know, it'll be an algorithm and everybody else who's been watching will be able to find it and all that stuff. Um, we'll try to make some clips as well for, you know, some of you guys who want to go back and listen to certain parts or people to go find them anyways. But, yeah, one last time, if you want to follow us on Twitter, interact with us, here are our ats, at Jude McLaren. literally my name spelled. Same thing with Ethan. There's an underscore in between his first and his last name. You got it. It's easy. Um and yeah, y'all can go follow us, DM us. If y'all literally, literally, if any of you guys want to come on the show, you can DM us and we'd love to have some more guests. Literally, you can give your opinions, talk about whatever, um, and we'd love to do it. And we'll love to do more live streams like this as well. Mm-hmm. So um, this has been successful, Ethan. Any any final parting words in our first SSPN live? Stay hopeful, Spurs fans. I know we're angry <laughs> or upset, but just... Trust for now, trust in Brian Wright and hope that he got something right, no pun intended, <laughs> future. Um, and, and send love to Primo. He did not ask to be picked 12 by the Spurs, but he was. So he is now, you know, like my son. So let's yes. be nice. To yes, him. Let's be nice to him. Josh Primo is a part of our Spurs family. Abdi Yusuf, looks like you just joined my man. The timestamp for the Josh Primo talk, literally just go back to the beginning. We, we mm-hmm. started off with that. You'll find that there. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks so much for coming out to SSPN Live. This will be uploaded as a podcast, too, if you want to re-listen to this and not use as much data when you're driving. Um, and we'll catch you all later.